Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, and I am on the iHemp Revolution Roadshow right now. My first stop was in Giltner, Nebraska, and uh, I'm speaking with Brad Bish, and he's the owner of Bish Enterprises. They are serving the agricultural community since 1976. How you doing, Brad? Good, good, Freddie. Great, great. It's great to be here with you on uh, the start of my IHAP Revolution Roadshow. Tell us a little bit about the history of Bish Enterprises. I know your father started this and then you, you inherited it from your father. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, my, you're, you're correct. My father, Harvey Bish, um, was a farmer and did local custom harvesting and had a tendency to look at things a little differently than everybody else and saw things as opportunities that other people saw as problems. And one of the things he, he witnessed firsthand in the early 70s was uh, how he could put a John Deere cornhead on an older international combine. Uh -huh. And whenever you go to the field with a green head on a red combine that had a yellow bin extension on it, you, you attract a little bit of attention. So what happened is at that particular point in the agricultural industry, soybeans were new to the market, a new commodity for farmers to raise. And if I remember correctly, they were worth about $12 a bushel. And at that time, they bore most of their fruit close to the ground. And there was not a good harvesting tool on the market to, to cut these that close to the ground over any width at all. Uh, all of the major manufacturers had rigid platforms, but they did not do a very good job of keeping close to the ground. Mm -hmm. John Deere had introduced a row crop head or what they called an all crop head. And when my dad saw that, he saw that as a perfect harvesting tool for this new commodity. However, the limitation was that it was only designed to fit on a John Deere combine. Mm -hmm. So he saw that as an opportunity to help his fellow person in, in farming agriculture to be able to make these adapters or head changers, as he referred to them, uh, so that the farmer that had a gleaner combine could buy this head and run it on his combine or the guy with a Ford combine. I don't remember how many different manufacturers of combines there was in the early 70s, but there was a lot of them. Yep. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of different manufacturers. What that inspired the original equipment manufacturers to do then, um, places like Love and Hart Carter started building 
uh, add-on sickles that could be put on these rigid platforms to help them cut closer to the ground. Mm -hmm. And that, that is when that is when the original equipment manufacturers took note and started designing and building the flex platforms. Okay, so there are adapters for the different equipment to run this, these heads. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, and, and like I say, some people chose to use a flex platform. Okay. Others chose to use the row crop head. Um, it was different reasons. One of the other things that happened at that particular point in time was uh, Dad found an opportunity to buy these heads and sell them to the customers and then we could modify them as needed for a specific row spacing or at that time there was a lot of people in this part of the country that were 36 inch row spacing and once again before the pivots came in everything was gravity irrigated okay so we we actually offset corn heads for farmers in their 36 inch rows because the combines weren't built big enough to straddle four 36 inch rows. Mm -hmm. So that was an, another one of the opportunities that we had that we could, we could provide services for farmers to help meet their needs at that particular point in time. Awesome. So this is how it all started. Mm -hmm. Great, great. And so um, what else can you tell us about uh, up until the, this time? Well, I, I made the decision to come back and help my dad in 1985, and we worked together until 1997 when they chose to sell this to my wife and myself. Okay. And so up to that particular point in time, everything, everything we did was geared around corn and soybeans primarily, sorghum, some wheat. Uh, we catered to some of the small grain farmers in the, in the Midwest throughout you know, the summer months and into Canada, but uh, most of it was for around corn and soybeans. So most of the work we did was with corn heads and or row heads. Okay, yeah. So that brings us up to your your, your son, Andrew, right? He's, yeah. When did he join? 2012. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 2012. And we have Andrew here. I'm going to be talking with him and, and shortly here. So so he's uh, he joined you in 2012. And with you, what was his? Well, some selling and administrative work, designing, helping to design okay. and streamline manufacturing processes. Okay, so you, you manufacture everything right here, just about? High percentage of it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Not everything, but a high percentage. So this is where you started into looking at hemp and helping the hemp industry um, do some harvesting, right? Uh, various aspects. Yeah, okay. that would have that probably would have happened in about what 2015, 16. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Well, Bradley, thank you uh, very much. Here, we're going to turn this over to uh, Andrew over here, and uh, so you joined your father in uh, 2012. That's correct. All right, so. Figure on, a, on that story how you got this into the hemp and changed and you have, now you own your own 
division from you know, in Bish Enterprises, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very familiar with how we got here, and it was all really an accident. Uh, <laughs> Most things are. Yeah. yeah. So when when I came on, came on board, uh, there was a new new project in, de, in development uh, called the Super Crop Header, and uh, Brad had made a deal with a gentleman in Kansas that, that started the ultimately invented this item, and then we had to re-engineer and, and decide how to market this. So uh, we had been doing that for several years when okay. one of our customers had seen us at a, a, a custom harvesters convention and reached out to us and said, look, we've been contracted to harvest a couple hundred acres of hemp. We want you to bring out your header and we want to see how that's going to work uh, for hemp. And that's really how we got into it. It worked fantastic. Uh, there were a couple other headers that they brought out and tested and ultimately uh, they started and finished with ours and it picked about 170 of the 180 acres uh, uh, during the course of the two or three days that we were out there. Okay. So that's that's how we got started. And that was in eastern Colorado, a uh, little town called Marshall. Okay. I know where that's at. So, and now your division was spe- specifically with hemp is uh, called the... Hemp Harvest Works. Hemp Harvest Works. All right. And so that's how uh, this is all starting. And it's this is where the, the hemp, I think, is going to be really picking up especially in Nebraska and all this land that you have that's flat out here for an industrial hemp and uh, not so much the CBD, but the industrial hemp for food, fiber, and, and uh, building, right? Oh, absolutely. I think CBD is definitely a challenge here in Nebraska. I, I joke with people that we've got more hemp in our road ditch than Colorado has registered acres. <laughs> exactly. Um, so CBD, uh, especially if you want to... Um, you know, you know, understand how CBD grows. You don't want to get that uh, pollinated. Uh, no, exactly. But uh, industrial, uh, we've got, we've got a wealth of property uh, that's open uh, that would grow uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous hemp of, of the stock variety or the the grain variety. Great, great. So tell us a little bit about your the the equipment that you're developing right now, and um, a little bit about the your specialty in that. Yeah, so we actually started out, and I'm really happy that the industry is moving towards uh, uh, the stocks and the, the grain because that's how we started out. And immediately we found out that nobody was interested in what we were doing. Uh, so we, we made a turn and uh, adjusted and started going into how do we harvest CBD. And we've developed some different headers. Last year we created a really neat header called our Super Crop LP, which is low profile. Uh, that header was designed to harvest CBD hemp in high velocity using a forage harvester. Did an excellent job. Uh, we then took that technology that was ultimately from our super crop header, uh, borrowed that for the super crop LP, and then uh, made a partnership with Formation Ag out in Colorado uh, to create the super clean cut header, which is a combination of the clean cut header of uh, Formation Ag and then our super crop header. So our super crop LP row units, uh, which are able to strip the flower from the stock uh, from eight to 18 inches off the ground and then uh, uh, cut the material at that point, great for whole plant harvesting, is able to now be side offloaded instead of fed into a chopper. Okay. Um, so that's the, the, what we did there with Formation Ag. 
Now, um, this year we are have been working on a couple other projects. We've got this new double header uh, system, uh, the double cut system as we call it. And what we're doing with that is we're able to put two headers onto a combine. And we can lift one of those uh, into the air uh, currently up to nine feet, but we could go uh, possibly up to 10 feet if necessary. And trying to basically harvest the grain and the uh, chop the stock at the same time and put that into a windrow. That way, a customer can just make one pass through the field and be able to uh, take down a pretty tall variety of grain uh, and also be able to get, you know, eight to ten ton per acre of stock material potentially. Okay, great. So that's, that's one of our newest products. We just put that out and then we also have a, a, the grasshopper from Formation Ag we can put behind the combine and we can actually pull all the flower material that is going through the combine into a cart and that can be basically used as a triple crop uh, and be extracted if necessary. Okay. Or someday maybe it can go into animal feed if we can ever get that legalized, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for humans, but the animals, you can't use it, right? <laughs> so, but, uh, and then we got one new, one other great new project, which is uh, our new uh, separation system. So we're able to take uh, whole or partial plants and uh, dry plants and feed them into this machine and separate out the stock from the flower and then uh, do some seed separation as well. So that's really, really exciting for us because we can clean up a lot of material out there that uh, has been you know, plaguing farmers. And we can do it at uh, two to 3,000 pounds per hour. Oh, great. But yeah, uh, well, I was out there watching you guys here and uh, it was really fascinating. Yeah. So that's great, yeah. So uh, you're gonna be marketing this to, uh, to farmers naturally, but maybe, uh, how are you going to be marketing this through this other suppliers? So we, uh, we, we do try to, when possible, work through some of our great dealers. Uh, okay. Being in business since 1976, uh, both my, my dad and my grandfather established a good uh, network of relations with different dealers throughout the United States, okay. John Deere and Case, and, and we sell a lot of our products to them currently. Okay. And uh, so we do intend to reach out to them and, and um, work with them to sell some of these as well oh awesome so great so uh, what else are you doing out there here so outside of that uh, you know this year actually will be uh, some legislative work we've got uh, the sessions gonna open up in Nebraska in July and we've got a tough bill uh, out there that we need to get to work on uh, to make some corrections because uh, it's not not very farmer friendly in Nebraska. So oh, okay. We've got we've got that. Um, I'm also uh, this year I was elected to the Hemp Industries Association board. Yep. Uh, and I am the vice president of the Hemp Feed Coalition, as well as the president of the Nebraska chapter of the Hemp Industries Association, which we uh, I founded with uh, Chad Fry and my brother Jacob uh, towards the end of last year. Okay, awesome. So, do we have your, your brother Jacob here also too? He's in uh, public relations. Any last things that you wanna say, uh, Andrew, before we get to your brother? No, just it's nice to see you, Coach Freddie, and I always love being on your show. <laughs> All right, well, great. So, uh, so Jacob uh, Bish here is with us, and he's with, he's, his job is public relations. You no, know, that's what they call me, but I'm a bit of a jack of all trades. 
Yeah, that, that, well, you're well needed then. So, <laughs> yeah. tell us a little bit about what you do with uh, the fish enterprises and the hemp harvest works. Well, well, I come in as a helping hand in a lot of situations. Uh, I call myself the head of public relations because a large part of my job was uh, assisting with the trade shows. We in 2019, we attended over 34 different trade shows across 19 different states, so that took a lot of effort to uh, be able to go out and educate people about what we do in the hemp industry and how the hemp industry uh, can impact the overall agriculture industry. Um, so we definitely spent a lot of time on the road last year, which is a lot of where I came into play, but my background doesn't actually have to do with... Uh, equipment at all outside of growing up here. I graduated from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln with a microbiology degree okay. uh, and a plant science minor. So I'm, I'm more interested in genetics and plant breeding. So I'd like to develop a hemp program here in Nebraska and see what genetic diversity we have in the road ditches. Great. Awesome. But you're, I seen you out there when we were out in, in the uh, uh, playing around with that separator out there and you were doing a lot of filming and everything else yes that would be another part of the uh, public relations job is uh, dispersing a lot of our social media and getting footage of our various equipment in action so I can uh, put that out onto YouTube and Vimeo and LinkedIn and Instagram so everyone can see what we're doing here at Bish Enterprises cool awesome so what, what do you help, uh, since you're the newest member here, uh, what is your, your vision of the enterprise here, Fish Enterprise and Hemp Harvest Works? Oh, well, that's a great question. I, it's exciting to see us start to expand into hemp, uh, and I'm very curious as to where it can go. I know with my background in biology and breeding, uh, there's been discussion about uh, working with the seeds here in Nebraska and I don't know if Bish Enterprises future involves that or if that's a separate entity or whatnot but it's it's exciting how much we're growing here in Nebraska uh, because there is so much hemp history here and there's very uh, our state has been very slow to get on board so yeah so how many do you know how many acres were grown last year versus how many is going to be grown this year in Nebraska? Uh, I don't know the number of acres. I do know there were only 10 cultivation licenses given out last year. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm not sure the current number that's been given out uh, this year yet, but I do know that the door has been opened and people are being allowed to give li give licenses and it's not limited to 10 like it was last year. Okay. So that's exciting to see that some of Andrews and mine uh, door beating on the senator's <laughs> offices has finally worked off. Well, good, good. Well, this is what's needed, too. We have to knock on those uh, senators, congressmen, saying, hey, this is what we need and this is what we want. And that's, that's, that's a big problem, a big uh, uh, step in the right direction. And we need to do this. And that's part of what I'm doing out there is just educating people so they can start knocking on these senators and congressmen's doors and saying, hey, what about this hemp? So, yeah, you guys are doing a great job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, uh, this is Coach Freddie, and, uh, and we had Brad, Andrew Bish, and Jacob Bish here. Guys, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, Freddie.
I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash Revolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.